Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I wanted to make a quick announcement before we get started on episode 41. On March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining at Wise Guys Ogden, and that's an all-ages club. It's here in Utah, so everybody can come. It'll be fun. It's going to be a great weekend, so pick up your tickets at wiseguyscomedy.com, and let's enjoy the episode. So what I figured we'd do is take a break from the us show that's not actually being recorded to actually record a show. What do you think about that? I think that's good. Now, where were we? Uh, the next uh, we've got um, Rick the Mar- Model Martell is going to be... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not going to pick up with that again. <laughs> want to get into... Uh, let's see. We did... Did we do Mr. Perfect? Yeah, he was Aquaman, Mr. I think. I'm yeah. trying to think of... Uh, we didn't do Ravishing Rick Rude. I couldn't find anybody. I mean, was there is there a, a villain that does like a tornado thing with his waist? I don't know. He's just a hip gyration. A villain. Like there was that that there was that <laughs> Rob Liefeld run where Magneto had uh, his own face airbrushed on his back of his pants. Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> so anyway, here on episode 41 of Late to the Party with Travis Tate, I am Jake. And I am Travis Tate. And Travis and I were messing things up by basically talking about all this stuff before we actually started recording. Yeah, what's up with that? It was a... It was what I like to refer to as a Jake Doll bad call. <laughs> a Travis um, Tate mistake came to it late. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't we just we, so what we were in the middle of talking about was uh, I am about halfway through reading Good Omens. Ah. I'm working on. You said it's is it coming out in May? May thirty first. Yeah. So I'll, I thought originally it was supposed to come out at the first of the year, like it would have been out now. But I, I don't know. I just remember I seeing the first trailer that. and. Oddly enough, I'd really never read any Neil Gaiman stuff, or Gaiman. And, Gaiman, uh, Gaiman. I think it's Gaiman. Gaiman. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> and uh, uh, just started, uh, I grabbed that one, and I grabbed his, uh, his book on Norse mythology, because I played God of War, and basically everyone in their dog who got really into that said that that, that book is really good. And, I and started, is it? I haven't got to it yet. Oh, you I am, got to it yet? I am so I am so atrophied for reading. I am so much slower at reading. Like I read, I read twenty pages last <laughs> night, and it felt like this Herculean task. I read at the same speed that I speak, and oftentimes I have to go back and reread again to make sure yeah. that I processed it correctly. Yeah. Pre uh, Cancun, I bought a bunch of books. I bought that. I bought uh, I bought those two. I bought a. Uh, I bought the uh, Kids in the Hall book, One Dumb Guy, which I'm... Uh, I wrote, wrote it? Um, someone Myers, uh, not Seth. I think he's I think he's Mike Myers' brother, but I oh, can't really? remember. I'd so he was a fan? He's like friends with them. The, all of the Canadians all know each other. All the Kids in the Hall are like in on it. I've read a, I've read a bunch of stuff on uh, Bruce McCullough and uh, Mark McKinney so far. I read just a teeny bit of that one. I'm pump that one next but I've, I've always loved kids in the hall i saw that dave foley now has a podcast i have listened to his podcast is it any good 
Um, it's pretty okay. I mean, it depends. Like, do you, you know, do you know much about like Dave Foley's sense of humor in general? Yeah, I've met him. Yeah, you met him too. I mean, I got my picture taken with him once. Okay, so. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he remembers it fondly, but I've always, I've always really liked Kids in the Hall, and I always felt... I remember you complimented his Doc Martens. Did I? Yeah. Man, you have a razor-sharp memory. It's weird that I can remember something like that, but I I'm glad I, I did names. that. That seems, like a, that seems like a nice way to compliment someone and not feel like you're kissing their ass too much. You were also, like, wrapping your arms around him at the time, so it was, it was weird. I'm but, sure he loved that part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I... Uh, Kids in the Hall, me and my, my friend Corey got way into Kids in the Hall, you know, when it was an HBO show mm-hmm. and, uh, just, it had a sensibility and even the, the stuff in the book writing about it of, uh, it was, you know, for, cause I think he was, he was working, he was working for some TV company at the time, whatever, what, what channel is, uh, Saturday Night Live even on? NBC. NBC. I think he was doing some sort of internship at ABC, NBC, and he said that he was supposed to be sorting tapes. Mm-hmm. Like, that was his task. And he ran across old tapes of Kids in the Hall, and it was, at that point, more of kind of a rumor of, like, oh, this is this other Lauren Michaels show. Yeah, I never knew until the last few years that it was a Lauren Michaels show. I always thought yeah. it was kind of like the the rebellious, anti-Saturday Night Live I mean, crowd. I but mean, then it's, you it's find out like Lauren the, Michaels was behind it the whole it's time. It's just more like, it, the, you know, they describe it's like the indie band version of. Yes, I created Kids in the Hall. But, you know, going through and I, I always did kind of gravitate toward Dave Foley was the one that I, I liked the most, mm-hmm. though I like all of them. And, uh, you know, going and seeing him and hearing about him, you know, past that, you know, doing news radio. and. Did you ever see uh, Sky High? It was a Disney superhero movie. Yeah, it's is got, that the one with Kurt Russell? Yeah, Kurt Russell and Kelly Preston. I don't know Preston. if I ever saw that. It's got Dave Foley. It's got Michael McDonald. And Kevin I think McDonald? Kevin McDonald, yeah. Michael McDonald is something okay, vastly different. Okay, forgetting which McDonald <laughs> it is. Uh, who's the other one, though? I think there was a third one the in Mark it. Mark McCanny. It doesn't seem like Bruce McCullough do that. He's, God, he seems like kind of a jerk, but he's very good at his craft. Uh, Scott Thompson? I think it was Scott Thompson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Scott Thompson. Scott Thompson has a podcast that's pretty good too. It also had uh, the fat guy from uh, Broken Lizard. I can't remember Broken his name. Broken Lizard is one that I never. I never got, got in. I've never seen Super Troopers. Full I, disclosure. I've met I those have guys. Seen they were Super nice Troopers to me. But and it is impenetrable. For is me. it? Yeah. I, I, messing with people kind of gets me. Just, and it just seems like they're messing with people. You know what I mean? Some things, anyway, it just depends on what age too. you are. There's they, a lot of. Uh, I think Bruce uh, McCullough. No, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is in it as well. Yeah, yeah. there's. That seems like something he'd be in. And uh, who's? Oh, gosh, I can't remember any words today. But he was the the principal on Community. He wrote. I haven't watched. Much he wrote that Oscar winning movie with uh, Bruce Dern. No, Bruce. It's Banner. like Rash. Jim Rash. Is that it? <laughs> that, yeah, is that, that ring a bell? No. no. And he's in it too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is a real murderer's row of people in this kid's For movie. reals. But uh, even even when you got beyond that, like I just, I liked Dave Foley's sense of humor and things mm-hmm. like that. But even getting beyond that and finding out like he's, he's kind of a depressive guy. He, you know, went through bad marriage and, you know, seeing him then like, ooh, he, a lot of dark comedy and stuff. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He is, he's, um, when, when we talk about 
you know, what would be considered offensive humor. I've always kind of seen Dave Foley as a template for, like, the sort of attitude to carry yourself with if you're going to be kind of dark and offensive. Yeah, I mean, he's he does it in a lighthearted way where it doesn't seem abrasive. Well, if you, the, the, the title of the podcast is Don't Say the C Word. Don't Say the C Word. And they C-word. spend... Like the front end of the show talking about how they're not going to say it, saying it, and then they uh, get on with the, the show. <laughs> but he's he's always you know, th- those guys in th- those guys in general have you know their whole thing was a little bit of more edginess to their comedy. Yeah, that's true. But it's a re- it's a really good book. All of them are involved in it. Oh, the, that's cool. sort of ca- the sort of side characters like Bellini, I think, are also part of it. So sweet. I'm realizing I've met three cast members of. News radio, so I'm I'm guessing Joe Rogan. Yeah, I've met Rogan a few times. I, w- I hope it, I wish it was Phil Hartman. I'm betting it's not <sighs> Phil Hartman. No, no, Man. Phil Hartman was gone way before I started doing stand up. Trying to think of who the other one might would be. Dave Foley. Joe Rogan. He's not an original cast member. If that if that makes it better. Is it Stephen Root? <laughs> no, not Stephen Root. <laughs> oh, it would be. Uh, was David Spade on it? No. No, he was on Just bit. Shoot Me. Yeah. It was I think, kind of the same time Yeah, frame, I was going to say, though, those two different I can shows. see conflating them. Who's the other one? John Lovitz. Oh, that's right. He replaced Phil Hartman. Yeah, that's right. Oh, News Radio was okay. I thought it was a great show. I thought it was, at the time, I thought it was like one of the best shows on TV. But I mean, think about that. Like the people involved, like Dave Foley, Joe Rogan, uh, you know, John Lovitz. Freaking Stephen Root was in that. Yeah. Stephen Root is uh, Jimmy James. Stephen Root is Root is like a low key kind of legend of like yeah. I mean, he's actors. done so many things. He's he's a Coen brother staple. He's also on King of the Hill. Who was he on King of the Hill? He was the was he, uh, the the pathetic friend. He was the pathetic yeah, friend. That the, I can't remember his name. With the the wife beater. Yeah. Not Boomhauer. Okay. <laughs> okay, that that trucks. Yeah. <laughs> that was Boomhauer. Yes. Jay Hank, what you what you doing over here? Yeah. You can come over to my house, we can have some hot dogs. Oh, wish I could have your life. <laughs> yeah. That that's very Stephen Root. But yeah, I got that. Uh was there anything else that I got? I got this uh this book called The Savage Detectives that I'm not even really quite sure what it is, but I, it was highly recommended to me. So I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. Is it Macho Man Randy Savage? No, it is not uh, that kind of a savage detective. Though I think <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a movie we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I think we've got something we really need to pitch to Netflix. <laughs> like The Savage Detectives, there's that book, but I, I think we should pitch Netflix on The Savage Detective. That's right. The Macho Man Detective. Ms. Elizabeth, I've got a few leads. I'm a private dick. I don't know. I'm a gumshoe. A lot of Netflix news this week. There so is guess, a lot of Netflix you know, news. Let's talk about that. All right, let's get into that. Uh, first of all, no surprise here. Netflix canceled Punisher and Jessica oh, Jones. Yeah. It, it's like surprise, no surprise of those two. Because they, the, they killed the other stuff way early on and then left those two. The, Jessica Jones, I guess, especially had finished. It's been finished for a while and they waited till. I kind of feel Punisher. like they left Punisher because it needed a month to for people to Sink watch in. it. Yeah. And then they left Jessica Jones... I don't know why. Maybe I really thought maybe since those two so were Punisher the, wouldn't be lonely. I don't know. I thought maybe those <laughs> two being the most adult yeah. of those series that they might have a chance of because 
I just can't see those ones getting folded into the MCU. People are talking about maybe Hulu picking up all those shows because Hulu is owned, at least 30% of it is owned by Disney. Yeah, because it's uh, Fox, Disney, and NBC own like 30% each, and then I think CBS owns like 10% of it. Huh. And that's I guess maybe, but I just, you know, stinking Disney, but... You know, honestly, the more I I, I I kind of started thinking about it, of I I really think all the Marvel Netflix stuff really kind of did run its course. I think so too. I think even the best of the shows, other than it was what it was. Maybe the first season of Punisher, all of the kind of almost all the other seasons of all the shows, I would look at and go like, yeah, they, there was a really they, they were lopsided. They were always lopsided. Daredevil, I thought was the best of what I've seen. I haven't seen any Iron Fist. Maybe the first season, but like season two had all the Electra stuff, uh, which season, I liked. I like Electra. I didn't. Season, I didn't love it, but I liked it. And the, and the hand stuff. I've always. I've always hated the hand. Mod, I, yeah. we, we talked that modern ninjas are dumb. Uh, season three. Well, um, then you definitely should not watch Arrow because there's <laughs> lots of uh, Arrow and Daredevil are League little, of Assassins. You, you always want to think that there's the Hawkeye Arrow comparison, but I think that tonally Arrow is closer to Daredevil. Yeah, a little in a lot bit. Of ways, yeah. like history-wise and stuff like that. Could be. But uh, season three, um, season three, the way that it was a continuation of Defenders was a real bummer for me. Yeah, it just didn't take off like. I think they wanted it to. I think they wanted it to become its own. That did a good bullseye, and like Vincent D'Onofrio was. Oh, he was so good. Vincent D'Onofrio was the best thing all of the Netflix stuff had. Agreed. Yeah, as the king, and uh, he killed Iron Fist stunk. um, But now he's free to play King Kong Bundy. I guess. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Um, Iron Fist stunk. uh, Luke Cage. The first part of the first season was great. Second half, not so great. The actor that's playing Luke Cage has already been recast in something. I can't remember what it, it was. Something for I want to say NBC. Yeah, well, he's, for he's a, a really pilot good actor. for next year. Really yeah, charming actor. Yeah, he was. So, I thought he was really good. All the people, you know, all the people in him for the most part, pretty good. It just the writing always felt a little lopsided. It always, I think, what the you know I described it was it always felt like each season of the show was one plot line too thick. Yeah, and I think if they would have been... How many episodes were they? Like, I think they were usually 13. I think if they would have been seven or eight episodes, it would have been fine. Could have That's been. all you needed. Could have been. I don't know. So, you know, as much as... They, they were always pleasant it, to watch. As Even much as they, I like Foggy, I don't need a sub-story of, <laughs> of need, Foggy's day. I don't need a sub-story of Foggy finally realizes that <laughs> no one will listen to him. But, uh... No, like... Yeah, the more I thought about, it, there were there were always kind of good comfort food watches, but them going away is like, yeah, they, you know, they did the best they could, and, and they're still there. It's not like they yeah, erased from the timeline. I've I've been wondering, like, will I go back? Because I never watched uh, Luke Cage season two, and I never watched Jessica Jones season two, and then I don't I don't know if I'd ever get around to watching all the Iron Fist or Defenders. I'll eventually get around to it unless they take them off. So like bad. if they go to Hulu or something. I'm so like bad that. at watching things as it is, and there's there is so much I should be watching that I I would probably watch above that. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't end up watching any more of Umbrella Academy. Yet. Oh, are we tied now? Uh, are you I'm, still an episode? I think I'm ahead an episode. I'm at least one episode ahead of you, maybe two. I'm not sure which one I'm on because it sounds like you're up around. Because I think I got 
No, I think I was on episode seven, so I think you got maybe around six. Yeah, I'm five or six, something like that. I'm not exactly so sure. So now that you're deep into it, what are you thinking of it? I still like it. I've been watching it a little bit at a time. I haven't really been like gorging on it. Any standout so, things, things that are bumming you out? Like still that? five. Five's really good. Uh, I I like what they're doing with Diego. Uh, he just uh, experienced a loss on the show. Actually, it didn't affect him as much as I thought it would, and I think maybe it's going to. If what you're talking later about is on. what I'm thinking, like the effects. I don't of, want to spoil it, but the effects of that are like situational. He's a he's a cool cookie. They come and go, but every once in a while, it really hits him. I think the the real standout, interesting story is the Klaus stuff. Yeah, I was just about to say what they did with Klaus was really interesting because like all the beats with him be it when he was kidnapped be it the time travel stuff and now him dealing with the aftermath of that has all been really great ramp ups yeah i'm i'm excited to see what happens now that he's uh come back from where he went to try not to Uh, to give it away (laughs) let's see oh no so you oh no you you missed there's something that big that happens in the next episode okay we can talk a little more about that, but like, yeah, I did I, see uh, <clears throat> Luther with his shirt off. So Sal I know, I know what he off, looks so like under there. We could spoil the big thing of in the comics. It's well, so, not not everybody listening knows. I don't think everybody everybody <laughs> listening. I don't think they're they're gonna care. Okay, for the most part. But, okay, uh, spoiler alert. Because <clears throat> I figured out that I did. I had read a bunch of Umbrella Academy. I just didn't remember it very well. And one of the things that I had not remembered that it, I'm kind of glad that I you know, had got away from my memory because uh, the comics version, uh, Luther, Space Boy, is a dismembered head on top of a gorilla body <laughs> with robot legs. And uh, I definitely see why, especially like a Netflix-funded show, why they went with, he just a dude what got a, a case of gorillaism. Right. Uh, like, it would, be, it would be interesting to see a more fleshed out realized version of that have you watched any of the runaways i've been meaning no, to watch it no gabe has watched that and he liked it quite he a bit. liked it yeah i have been meaning to watch it gabe's kept up on a few of those marvel things he uh he re- he liked runaways and he really liked uh cloak and dagger which i just saw what was that on back. um is it on hulu or something like that might have been on amazon huh. i don't know if it was amazon or hulu i'd have to ask him he's craftier than me yeah I'm, i remember also, reading I got, about I got a case it. of the netflix bug that which huh. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to skip off that finally. So is it more spy based? Good omens. What? Cloak and dagger? Yeah. No, cloak and dagger is a very teenagey thing. It's Oh, is it? The whole idea is cloak is some dude what he has like a magic hoodie that has like a dark dimension inside of it, and his partner, this girl Dagger, is like she makes light daggers. Huh. I don't know a ton about that. I know more about it from catching some of the tangential teenage stuff, but hmm. Uh, the the vibe I got from that is it's a little bit of a teenage drama but he liked that. Super fun. And I think I saw recently that's coming back for a second season pretty soon. Oh, cool. So I'll have to catch up on that, that too. Yeah, I, I wanted to watch The Runaways because I've heard so much about, you know, the graphic novels and how good they were, but I just haven't got around to doing it. The, the idea of it is really cool, how it's uh, just a bunch of teenagers that know each other because they get together, their parents get together certain times a year and then they find out their parents are all bad guys yeah so that sounds pretty cool to me yeah 
I think I caught, I caught a little bit of that with Gabe too, and it's yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's it's all teenage stuff, so I don't always kind of get it, but uh, it wasn't it that fine. long ago that we were teenagers. Oh yeah, sure, okay. It doesn't seem like it to me. <laughs> Some days it does, but most days it doesn't. I remember what it was like. You got that whip crack memory though. You got that like you talked to Dave uh, Foley about his shoes and hugged him memory. My memory is very. Uh, hit and miss <laughs> let's let's say that <laughs> you got me sometimes, over a barrel man <laughs> sometimes sometimes the things i remember are astonishing and then sometimes the things i forget are even more astonishing uh minor like i said things like i can remember the theme to the wagstaff toyota commercial from the <laughs> 80s but nothing really that's i i cannot use that in any way shape or form i remember wallpaper warehouse your decorating, your decorating store, store and more, and more. Um, <clears throat> So, hey, fond farewell to the Marvel Netflix stuff. Um, I can never quite figure out what Netflix deal is because they're constantly pumping out new content. I think that's what their deal is. I think they're they're so obsessed with what's new. What's new? What's sexy? You know, can't give them the same thing over and over again. People will get bored with it. It's always got to be... I mean, when I go to Netflix... I go to new releases or recently added. That's what I go to. Yeah. I'm sure everybody else does too. And they, I'm sure they know that it's usually stuff. So I'm I hearing, think it's, it's stuff I'm hearing about new, online. New, new. that seems, you know, my speed, like polar. Yeah. I need to watch that too. Um, that, uh, Russian doll one. I am interested in, I haven't gotten around to it yet, but that, that's one of the first times that I saw a trailer and go, Oh, I think I, I think I'll give that a try. <laughs> the trailer thing it. gives me anxiety. And I guess, you know, Umbrella Academy is just a matter of like, yeah, I, I read this. I want to check it out. I read about Umbrella Academy like months ago. There's another one I read about about the same time, and it's called The Boys or something like that. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yes, I read some of that, too. What is that? that platform is that going to be on? Is if that I remember Hulu that one, uh, or Amazon? Know. I don't know. If I remember that one correctly, it's about people going after kind of crappy superheroes yeah and it was on the fairly it was on the little bit of a try hard adult side of things it seemed like it was going to be a comedy but yeah perhaps i'm wrong there was stuff around there there was that there was uh boy i can't remember uh one of the networks tried it uh capes or something like that i, I can't remember there was one that they tried also that was sort of in that vein that was about like detectives that went after superheroes there was it was an interesting time about 10 years ago in comics. Remember that TV show? Was it called The Cape? Remember that TV show? I don't know. It was it was something. It wasn't Cape. Was I can't remember the name of it, but there there was an interesting period in the early 2000s of we're going to interrogate heroes. They probably are all bad people cuz people are bad anyway. <laughs> so some of it worked, some of it didn't. The only thing about Umbrella Academy that bugs me and we talked about this. I I for the most part like it. But it seems like every episode, every single uh, brother or sister has to have that mic drop insult to that normally would like break up a relationship forever. Yeah. And, then, and then five minutes later, they're looking for that person and saying, we've got we've got to have a family well, uh, meeting. Rumor and um, the Ellen Page character that the Vanya. names that they Vanya Vanya Vanya. Yeah. Uh, rumor and Vanya have had several back Allison. and forth of like they they hate each other and then right. like a day later they love each other. Yeah, they're, they're going out and getting drinks and then 
Yeah. Yeah. And then Luther it's... and Diego constantly at each other, like, all right, we get it. You don't get along. I understand. I hope things go further with Luther, because up until now, Luther is Luther is an interesting character that kind of doesn't ever do anything. I know, but I think they... He's just at least the episodes that I just saw where they show that he didn't he's the only one that stayed behind. Yeah. And that tells you a lot about him as a person. Did you get to where they talk about why he went to the moon? Uh no. Yeah, you actually. remember it if you did. No. I don't think so. <gasps> so Umbrella Academy. Dang it. I got this thing I I shouldn't be looking at the castings on uh, Good Omens. I just saw who's Francis McDormand is God. Oh really? I was wondering who was gonna be who this was gonna be good. This show is gonna be good. Oh, and also uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is gonna play Satan. That's those. Did are, we mention that? Those are. I don't know. I don't know. I think I got. I didn't quite get into that. And I'm you about, said John Hamm is in it. I haven't run across who John Hamm is. I shouldn't be doing this because I don't. I don't That's want okay. it to. Maybe it's a surprise. Character. I don't want it to mess up my uh, reading that I'm so enjoying. Maybe he's John the Hamptist. <laughs> That <laughs> boo, <laughs> John the Hamptist. <laughs> so, uh, in other in other Netflix news, I guess um, I am a real as guardian. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to do that? <laughs> About two hours since I saw. So yeah, I, I saw, saw that the, just today yeah. that uh, that Chris Hemsworth is going to be the Hulkster. He's going to play Hulk Hogan, brother. Uh, I, I can't wait to see Chris <laughs> that, Hemsworth with a skullet. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. That's good what casting. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I feel bad for what they're going to have to do to his hair. I don't think it's good casting. I, at I'm, all. I'm thinking of that Thor Ragnarok. Like, Please don't cut my hair. He's going to be doing the same <laughs> thing for it to be Hulk Hogan. The build he's got. But here's the thing. Hulk Hogan. We all know he took some steroids. He had kind of a puffy steroid face. He doesn't look like Chris Hemsworth he at had, all. He had an 80s build, too. He yeah. had an 80s big guy build. Like, not a ton of definition, but just yeah. a lot of... And I'm in no Hulk. way knocking Hulk Hogan's body. I wish yeah. I had oh, Hulk yeah. Hogan's body. No, it's... You know, it's. I, I think I've said it when you go back and look at, like, old Sean Connery, James Bond movies and, like... He was actually in, versus he was actually in pretty good shape. I mean, Daniel Craig, obviously, is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is the best. You know, there... The definition of what a you know what a fit guy was was much different at that point. But Connery actually was pretty fit for for those days. Yeah, I would say he's second most fit of all all the Bonds. He does not have third stiff would be Brosnan. Who else would like? Uh, I mean, Moore's not even in the running. Roger Moore. Roger Moore was. I don't know what Dalton's build. built was like. Roger Moore was slim. Roger Moore was also fairly old when he started being Bond. Yeah, he was. He was old. He was uh, actually older than Connery, I think. I don't know what Dalton build was like. I don't know what uh, Dalton. I think he was kind of slim. I mean, he was a classically trained Shakespearean what, actor. I don't he was what Lazenby build was like. Lazenby was a model. That's how he got the job. Actually, he might have had better better build than Connery. Then uh, I don't remember seeing it. I think he I was. Think he was pretty basic. Of, I think outside of Craig, I, I don't know that there was much stiff competition in the who had the best Bond. Build. Craig is ripped. I mean, Craig, Craig is, is next level. Ripped. Yeah, yeah. And so is Hemsworth. Hemsworth is not exactly the yes. same body Hemsworth type. Hemsworth is Thor ripped. They're gonna have I mean, to spray paint him orange. Yeah. 
Hemsworth is MCU ripped. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this movie. With Hulk Hogan being a consultant, I'm skeptical of it being particular. I, I think they're, I mean, they've already said they're straight up. They're not going to do any of the, like, post-2000 controversy stuff that he's been in. They're just not going to touch that stuff. They're, I knew Bradley Cooper's uh, production company is making it. And there's been rumors for a few years now that Bradley Cooper wants to play Vince McMahon. Hmm. So maybe he in a in a Vince McMahon biopic. Huh. Maybe they're going to make a WWE universe. A WWE biopic universe. They'll, they'll do a spin-off Vince McMahon movie. We can get the Iron Sheik in there because Hulk Hogan beat Iron Sheik for the title. Iron Sheik's got to be in there. Yeah. You got to get somebody playing Roddy Piper. Now I think we need to go and we need to take all the actors <laughs> who's going to cast them as, cast them as wrestlers. The Jake the Snake biopic that's just going to be train spotting. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that poor guy. There's going to be requiem for a Jake the Snake. Thank goodness he's got his stuff together because it was it was pretty hairy for a while. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't know. It's either going to be really great or. <laughs> really bad but the people that are involved with it you think it's gonna be all right we'll see i just just like i said hemsworth with, is a producer on with it, hogan so. himself being consulting i'm skeptical that he's gonna let anything particularly lascivious into it i don't think he cares anymore you know how much money he got from uh gawker if was he, it gawker if he didn't care then they would delve into that stuff and he they've already like i said they straight up said all the sex tape and the n-word stuff they're not gonna touch that well i mean then he doesn't have that much to worry about besides like drugs which oh, no, everybody he, knows that he did and i i thumb through a little bit of them but there are a lot of stories steroids. about that he is not he has been a pretty bad guy yeah he was nice to me oh hey you know I'm sure hitler petted a puppy once so. <laughs> i don't think you can compare <laughs> oh my gosh i've had this conversation with people so much comparing people to hitler Hulk Hogan is not Hitler. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I know Hulk Hogan isn't Hitler. I'm Hulk Hogan just, is 65 years old. I was hoping for a really good He's going to have reaction. a few backward thoughts. Like, I don't, no, no, I'm sure I, you saw this whole thing about uh, John Wayne, that people are posting all this stuff about John Wayne's interview in Playboy from 1971. I mean, John Wayne was that guy. He was a bad guy. He was born in 1907. I don't think... Most people had very progressive views that were born in 1907 to what we would consider progressive now. He he also was a guy who had a reputation for he was a he was a charismatic charismatic guy on the screen who was a monster of a person. I mean that's why the cancer took him. Yes, it it ate him from the inside out. For for a change, thanks cancer. I guess. (laughs) I always loved his movies when I was a kid. Yeah, sure. Brought me closer to my dad and my grandpa. So it's hard. It's hard because. Lots of people whose movies I love are not great people. I mean, he smacked women in movies. We and I, <laughs> I've told you about that one. I can't wait a few years from now when we all have to realize that Sean Connery, you know, talked about on Barbara Walters like right. enthusiastically about how much he loves. Sometimes a woman needs a slapping. Sometimes you need a slap. Like, are you don't mean that, dude? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, but you don't really hit her, do you? Like, oh no, like right with the with the palm of my hand, a good cracker. <laughs> I, I maintain 50 years from now, things that we think are super progressive are going to seem backward and, uh, I don't know, caveman It's entirely possible. 
I would speculate that you can at least look at intent and uh, John Wayne seemed to have intended to be a monstrous person. He was I don't all, know. The, the little bits that I took a peek at that was it just seemed like he was like, yeah, oh, oh no, I got the scientists know that the black man has these deficiencies. Like that's when you're coming at it with, I've found scientists that back up that there's something wrong with black people. Like that's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Even when and I'm not at, trying to defend was, him. I know. I guess it's more like it's less. It feels it feels like less of he was born in a certain era as he was born in that era, but also he really liked being that kind of person too. I think, first of all, who looked that up? Who found that? And why? That's what I want to know. I, mean, I think it's a Playboy interview. Okay, but to me, people like coming out and going after John Wayne right now, they're trying to get brownie points from somebody for you know what I mean? It's like Okay, why are you even surprised that this interview went the way it did? Is there is there any reason that you didn't think it was going to be like that? So obviously, I think I somebody know. was looking for it. I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I, I don't know what the ratio of interviews that went that way versus people who went like, no, I don't really think that way were. Well, the message should have been, wow, that's unfortunate that he thought like that, instead of. John Wayne was a piece of shit. That's why I keep seeing that. Okay, he pro- yeah, he probably was. But you're also judging him uh, based on what we find acceptable now compared to what was acceptable then. And I'm not saying any of that stuff was widely acceptable then. But to it's just when I have to assume- when it gets into judging the past on our moral standards now. There's, there's no compare. It's apples to oranges. It just is. I think maybe some of the frustration also comes along with that he was, he was treated as a standard for men to aspire to, and I think you would still run into a lot of people who don't want to, don't want to believe he was I think like the, that or want to kind of like excuse like, well, I mean, he he was really good in movies, so is it really that bad? I think the character, the Duke, is what people look back on not necessarily uh what was his real name it was a I don't it was know. like a girl name know, right sure. it was marion i i marion anyway marion cobretti could be it just whenever people go back and try to is it virtue signaling they virtue signal uh from things from the past to look how good we are now i would never like Who's to say if you weren't in John Wayne's shoes, you wouldn't act the same way or I wouldn't act the same way. You can't say that. It's just, it gets into uh, hyperbole and I don't know. It's crazy. It just bugs me when people do it. I I have a tendency to look at that stuff and condemn it. But there's plenty of people that do stuff that's horrible now. Condemn them. I will condemn them as well. Right. I. It doesn't Travis, do any good to go back Travis, and go after John Wayne. Is my give you a little kind bit of what of I'm saying? Trivia. I have a vast capacity to condemn people. <laughs> I have plenty of room to condemn all those. Everybody's people. a piece of garbage, but everybody's also got good in them too. It's it's complicated. People aren't. People like to make people seem evil if they disagree with them. And it's just, it's not that simple. People, there's a lot of gray area in me. I get what you're saying, but I I'm capable of doing really good things, and I'm capable of doing really bad things. Boy, I hope you're not capable of those John Wayne quotes. (laughs) I mean, I don't think that way, but who's to say if I was born in 1907 that I wouldn't have? I don't know that. I mean, 
you know, if I was born in the Middle Ages, I, you know, there's a lot of things that I could have been pretty bad doing. That right. That's what. That's kind of what my point is. It's not fair to compare my life situation. I was raised with stable parents, and they told taught me to respect people. I still ended up being a bully despite that when I was in high school, even though my parents told me you need to respect people and go be nice to the kids that other people aren't being nice to stick up for people. I still ended up being a bully. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to start looking at things from like, well, circumstance, like you really can't condemn anybody at that point. Yeah. Everyone is a product of their circumstances. It's real easy to say that somebody's a piece of garbage. There aren't a ton of people who are just downright evil. People are evil due to something happened to them and they made the choice that I guess I'll be evil then. Adolf Hitler was obviously very mentally ill. So Hulk Hogan then, huh? (laughs) Yeah. How did we get on Hitler? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You called Hulk Hogan Hitler. (laughs) That's how we got there. I was just shooting for a goof on that one, man. (laughs) I just try to, like, find... I don't know. Mental illness is a tricky thing. Uh, Everybody has somebody in their life that deals with (laughs) mental illness, and it's... It's easy for people that don't know them to say, oh, they're crazy, or they're just a jerk. Well, sometimes there's actual chemical reasons for for people's actions. Maybe I've hit a point where some things I look at, stories maybe that are coming out, not not John Wayne stories, (laughs) but stories about people who are celebrities or who we lionized at some point, finding out they did horrible things, and, uh, you know, the, the split of A... The sort of, um, you know, not, us not interrogating them as the human beings that could be bad or could be not bad led to them being able to get away with some things. Or B, you know, once you find out these bad things about them, they're charming people. And we, you know, the people who we who we love their movies or their music or whatever, we don't want to, we don't really want, we don't want to stop listening to Michael Jackson. Right. You know. But my takeaway from John Wayne is I look at it and go, Man, I'm glad I don't think that way. And I really disagree with the things he said. That's my takeaway is, wow, I'm glad that things are different now than they were. I think that's why I said, I maybe come from a little bit of a standpoint of, man, that guy was has been treated like a legend forever. And he had some very, he had some views that should have been interrogated. But they weren't. It was different. Okay, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah. He would. I mean, if he had been born in, say, nineteen fifty, and he was still around now, maybe some of his thoughts would have been different. You know what I mean? It's entirely possible. And maybe he would have come around and realized how wrong he was. I don't know. People do change. Some, some do. Lots do. I changed. If eyes can change, and yous can change. We alls can change. We got serious there for a little bit. Revelations. No, that was Rocky. Oh, was it? It was Rocky oh. Four. No, oh. Rocky Three. Oh. Yeah. Okay. When he goes to Russia. No, that was Rocky Four. That was Rocky Four. Yeah, you're right. Rocky Three was Clubber Lang, not Ivan Drago. Yes, that is correct. Rocky Four. All right. His prescription was pain. So, Hulk Hogan. What was you gonna do, Netflix? brother? Is there another Netflix thing that we had on the docket? I don't think so. No. Not that I see. Hey, guess what? I went and saw Happy Death Day to you. And 
Happy Death Day, which I watched, uh, I believe, in October. Um, I saw a guy, Patrick Klepek, on Waypoint Radio said about it. Somebody, they were making mention of, they were trying to watch something. He was like, oh, I got to get through this Happy Death Day trailer to get to what we're watching. And someone kind of went, ugh. He goes, what he said struck me. And I'm like, yes, this is what he, what he's doing. Oh, no, totally go see it. It's a modern cult classic, which <laughs> making cult classic movies is really hard in the internet age. I don't think they set everybody's, out to be a cult classic. Everybody's sly, everybody's savvy, but also uh, everybody has access to things. Right. So the days of when I would hear about a movie like Reuben and Ed and like, oh, wow, like Crispin Glover's in that. Like he, he's so crazy in the, uh, you know, in the Back to the Future mm-hmm. movies. Like, ooh, I want to I wanna check this out. But the only place I can see it is in the tower for like a one week run. Mm-hmm. Like he, that, that doesn't super exist anymore. That you can see a weird esoteric movie that not a lot of people get around to, and Happy Death Day is really kind of that. It's a, you know, it, it was a pretty wide release though. I remember seeing trailers. Well, it's all It's not. Over. It's not so much. I guess it's not so much a matter of like, is it a wide release or not? It's a matter of like, um, it's hard to surprise people with a movie. Mm-hmm. And that movie looked like it was like, oh, it's a slasher movie. Oh, it's interesting premise. I'm going to go see it, and then watching, go, wow, this is way better than it has any right to be. And then seeing Happy Death Day to You, which is bananas. <laughs> uh, happy Happy Death Day is kind of a... It's like Groundhog Day slasher movie. Where right. you know, the day keeps resetting. Uh, you know, I, obviously, I don't want to spoil the sequel because it's you know it just barely came out. But is that how Russian Doll is too? Unconfirmed. R- Russian Doll okay. is she keeps dying. It's like... Groundhog's Day. I, right. To the best of my knowledge, uh, no one is, you know, she. No one's killing Trying her. Trying to kill she's, her. She's fallen and stuff like that. It's entirely possible that somewhere within the plot, you find out that someone is manipulating all that. But uh, Happy Death Day to you is more of a sci-fi movie. Huh. It's got a a very lengthy slapstick comedy sequence in it. <laughs> there are parts of it that are very touching and heartfelt. Is it the same? Uh, actress or is it yes same oh, really? same cast same cast same cast uh, different th- day though I think there are like I, that's the thing is I don't want I mean I guess it's not going to spoil it too much that yes it goes back to that same day ah. with a different basically it gives it gives actual context for what happened in the first movie. okay uh, but um, completely completely blew me away by like what a crazy way to do a second version of that. I was like, it feels like it's, it feels like it's sort of inspired by that nineties run of like scream or I know what you did last summer or any of that stuff where it was kind of a, kind of like a wink and a nod of like, ah, we know what's going on in these slasher movies, but right. we kind of, but at the same time, it like, it's so, it, it's so much more deft. At, it, I can't, I can't express enough how much it's like, I can't believe this is how they continued that story. Huh? And I'd hate to spoil it for anyone. I, I think uh, anyone who's listening to the the people in China who are listening to this, please go out and see. We do it. have Chinese listeners because right now uh, everyone in and the dog, Philippines, everyone and their dog seems to be jumping on. Uh, Alita Battle Angel is like, hey, guess what? It's not trash. Oh, really? Which is, I mean, is great. I haven't heard anything about the it. The producers of Avatar, I think, are going to be fine. <laughs> and uh, the the director, whose name I'm spacing of, on Happy Death Day to You. Uh, was out on Twitter 
like the day or two ago saying like, hey, you know, uh, you know, box office isn't exactly what we were hoping for, but you know, I got to do this thing, and so great. And uh, it's just it's a really cool movie. It's a really interesting premise. Uh, not much by way of what seems to be known quantities as far as actors and actresses go. This sometimes it, it, that's a good thing. It doesn't take you out of the the moment. Yeah, and just. It, it was a real pleasure to go see. I went and saw it with Gabe and Cindy. It was a real pleasure to see it. We all just kind of were, we were both, we, all three of us having really enjoyed that first one. We're all a little bit blown away by, holy crap, this is what this is. So you like it. I Good. liked it a lot. And I hope it, it, I hope it gets seen more. And I hope that they can, because it's still, it also still kind of pushes toward like we could make more of these. And, you know, considering that it's it's not something like, you know, I know what you did last summer where the premise of the next movie is slightly extending the plot of the first one. Right. This was like they legitimately kind of made a whole different movie. No, that's good writing then. Yeah. So I watched a couple movies last uh, week. Uh, one was Aliens, which I haven't seen for I don't know how many years, at least 20, 25 years. And I forgot... I didn't forget Paul Reiser was in it, <laughs> but for some reason I thought Paul Reiser was like the comedic character in it, but he is not. No. He, he is, is the villain. He's not really comedic at all in it, is he? No, I don't think so. No, he's he's pretty uh, serious, and man, he's a, he's a bad guy. You're happy when he finally gets it. And yeah, then, and then his, Bill Paxton. His I, comeuppance is pretty great. For some reason, I kept thinking Bill Paxton's character was similar to what Paul Reiser's actually was. Of course, everybody knows the game over, man, game over, of him just being whiny. I was gonna but say, for some reason, I thought there was like a, a turn where he like sells everybody out leaves them for the aliens to save his own skin, but that never happened. Yeah, I I, I think I went back into He actually into dies it. trying to save everybody, so... Going into it, he, I had kind of thought of he was the cowardly one, and, like, there's definitely a point where he has had enough. Yeah. But he gets his, he gets his himself together. Yeah, yeah, he didn't... He wasn't a bad character at all, so I'm glad I went back and watched it. Uh, the little girl that plays Newt was really good in it. I, for, I didn't yes. realize how... How good she was. She, I looked looked on IMDb, IMDb to see what else she'd done. She really she didn't, didn't do any I, anything. <clears throat> she was on a podcast I listened to recently. I want to say it was "How Did This Get Made," but it was like a year or so ago. She uh-huh. was on some show, or she. She's got to be our she's age, also, right? She could still do the scream. Yeah, she's oh, yeah? about our age. She could still do. Yeah, the she scream. was really good. I, <laughs> I was pretty happy with it. There's a. I mean, there's some good good moments in there with with the alien queen and stuff like that like oh yeah the, i didn't remember get away any from of her, that you bitch is like so hot i remember me. when she's Such in when quote. she's in the uh the tech thing and she's like slamming the alien around but i didn't remember when they go down into the little hive area where the queen is laying all the babies with the, with the flame thrower. that was actually pretty intense watching it ellen you know, ripley a, is an amazing character yeah she's the original like badass female character like all, everybody's talking about all these strong characters now, blah, blah, blah. Go back and watch the Aliens movies. Well, it's that one. She wasn't strong because uh, she was trying to show men that she's strong. No, she was strong because everybody needed her to be strong. She saved Newt. Aliens is such a That wasn't even her kid, but she was saved. 
People act well, like if you care about a kid and you're a female character in a movie that it shows that you're weak. I don't think so. Well, there's definitely because uh, she saved the, the day. The early part of it is fi- she finds out that her daughter, her own yeah, daughter, yeah, that died, definitely has something, and to that do plays with into it. But right, the the opening of that movie is it, it's a great uh, it's a great protagonist thing of she gets completely screwed over by Will and Yutani, and mm-hmm. she just goes to work. Yep, she just goes to work because they offer her her job back, and that's why she went back to where the aliens were because well, they said we'll, we'll reinstate your contract there was that but before that she just goes back to work she just goes work that's how she knows how to use the right she was loading on the docks or something the loading like thing. That. yeah she just went she just goes to work there was some there was i don't even know how to describe it on this podcast there there's a scene where uh she's climbing out of the pod when they wake up and uh they should have done some trimming before that scene let's just i was like Oh my gosh! What did your elf eyes see? Oh my see, gosh! Trash? Did I just see that? <laughs> it was it was a little disturbing, actually. I had not noticed that part of it, but uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I do. I do love aliens. I haven't gone b- back and watched Alien for a while. That's one that I keep trying to get Gabe to watch with me, but he he knows is a terrifying movie and kind of will not watch with me. I don't think it's any more terrifying. It's not like super scary. Alien? There's jumps and stuff in it, but the original one? Yeah. Oh no, the original one's so scary. Really? That one's I the, didn't think it's the that tension scary. is so much more because you know Aliens is very much a much more of an action movie. You know, when yeah, that's true. When there's tons of them climbing over, like the 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 auto gun scene in the hallway, yeah, that they're just climbing all over each other and just getting <laughs> blasted. Well, so that was one I went back and watched. So much, I recommend like, it. You look deeper into that. There's so much like there's so much stuff going on in that movie of like all those commandos because you know they're all criminals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, some of them in relationships. Uh, Vasquez is the mom from Terminator Two. She's also in. Really? Like, didn't I tell you about that? No. I heard. Yeah, I, I heard an interview. I knew with I'd her. seen her from she's, something. She she says it herself. She's in brown face. She's uh, John Connor's adoptive mom in uh, Terminator 2. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. So, Vasquez, one of my favorite characters in film. She got the poke through the eye, right? No. By the T-1000? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it just like... No, she gave his finger she turns gave his into dad, a giant... She gave his dad that. Oh, okay. She was the T-1000 at that point. Spoilers oh, okay. for Terminator okay. 2. <laughs> yeah, if you're just getting around to Terminator 2. Yeah, she's two. in that. She's also uh, some some mom in Titanic. Mm. Kind of an interesting woman. All right, I watched another movie, too. Hit me with it. It's called Behind the Curve. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I saw you posting on the face page about this. I was interested to hear what you had to say about it. I was just looking for something to watch. I couldn't sleep. Uh, my wife and kids were watching... I don't even know, remember what it's called. Uh, it came out last year. It takes place in World War One. It's got like monsters and stuff. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, that's not what I watched. I didn't feel like watching that. I wa- I wanted to watch something wacky, so I watched Behind the Curve. I guess it's so. about flat earthers. It's a documentary about flat earthers, and what a what a <sighs> crazy thing to throw your lot behind. <laughs> I don't know initially what gets them into it, but watching this documentary, they're clearly going full bore into it because they have become minor celebrities in their little world. 
and it's pretty that sad. That actually does make a certain amount of sense. They think uh, they're important. They put out these YouTube videos, and they're ranting, and they're they're going on all all these unscientific reasons why the Earth is flat, and there's a giant dome, and there's uh, like mile high ice walls around the outside that keeps the water in, I guess, from running out. Anyway, they have little conventions and they think that they're celebrities and important and and the people that follow them are like taking pictures and bringing them presents like they're actually famous. No, I- and the looks on their face are just, it's so disingenuous and they're so loving every second of the attention that they're getting. And that, I think, is what is fueling the flat earther thing is that there's some people out there that they have found a way to get some fame even if it's in this one little portion because nobody else would know who this guy is but if you're a flat earther you know who this guy is i can't remember what his his name is last name is sergeant or something like i don't know was it dick sergeant wasn't dick sergeant from From bewitched Bewitched. no it wasn't dick sergeant it was dick york the other darren but it was just so weird it it seemed like like i made i made it a post saying I keep waiting for like Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy to show up because it, <laughs> it seemed like a Christopher Guest movie. It was it was like Best in Show or something like it. It was so weird that people were like actually believing what they were saying, and they showed uh, two different guys. One bought this or got a hold of a gyroscope that would prove in his mind that uh, the earth was not spinning. So he's like, if there's a 15 degree uh, spin on this gyroscope, then the earth is round and it's spinning. So they test it. There's a 15 degree (laughs) spin on this gyroscope. So he's like, huh, well, well, I can't release that. We'll try putting it in this type of cylinder tube. So they, they put it in that cylinder tube. Still 15 degree spin on the earth. So they try it in another cylinder tube. Still a 15 degrees spin on the earth. It's odd that they'd allow that to and then, go into the documentary. Then they show this guy doing a... He, he gets this really expensive laser, and he's got these poles. And he's going to shoot the laser across. If it goes straight across, then the earth is flat. If it doesn't, like uh, there's a hole in, in, in the other end of... Hole in the wall where the men can see Basically, it Basically, yeah. And he's shooting the laser through, and... It doesn't work. It doesn't work right. So they, they come up with another uh, little test where if he shines another light through these three holes, it should line up, and that would prove that the earth is flat. So he's like, are you shining your light? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm shining it. And he's like, uh, try lifting it up a little, and he lifts it above his head, and then you can see the light proving that there is a curvature to the earth <laughs> because if it was just shining straight through... It would go. It's hard to explain. So is this framed in? But they they keep they, they keep they, failing at their attempts to prove that the Earth is flat. Is this like they're they're trying to prove this in front of an audience? Is this they're trying to make videos for their website? It's a documentary. Then these filmmakers found these people that had uh, either like a huge following on YouTube, and or and these people they had are okay some sort with- of. They're, these people seem to be okay with having being proven wrong for a documentary. Oh, I don't or? think they were. They thought they were going to be proven wrong. I think they 
signed up for this documentary fully intending to prove that the huh. earth was flat. And then when their stuff fell through, it was like, huh? Well, that's unfortunate. Uh. <laughs> that's odd. I was just, uh, it's funny. Just a, a brief pass. Wait, did you see that Tucker Carlson interview stuff today? No, I did just, not. Fox's Tucker Carlson. What is like, that bow tie talking about? Uh, <laughs> It, not a huge thing. He, he had conducted an interview with some guy who said something that really got to him, and he just kind of melted down, calling him names, call, call him tiny brain guy, and Well, that like doesn't that. seem and, like somebody on Fox News. But the thing about it was <laughs> he straight up wasn't going to air it. The oh, guy really? who was the interviewer had someone on a phone taping the interview uh. <laughs> as it was going on. And so they chose to just straight... It, it calls into question things like that. About, that's why I was saying I'm surprised that they allowed themselves to be shown that I'm sure they that signed, the documentary. I'm sure they signed away anything that was going to happen in, in the filming of this. These are just regular people. You know, I've seen that... that this is like if you and I uh, came up with a science experiment to prove something. It was basically that. But every experiment they tried failed. You know, I was seeing tweets about that Tucker Carlson interviews, people saying things like... like Tucker Carlson has this reputation of like, oh, he he's a great debater. He always, you know, he can always really keep pace, at least keep pace with, if not dunk on people on a show. How much of that is and, edited though? And that's what I'm saying is like, hey, apparently it's because if it doesn't go well for him, he just doesn't air that episode. And also, those guys just use talking points. Yeah, they've got the 15 things that they're gonna say back, and they repeat it. Whenever you see those argument shows, they just repeat the same thing over and over and over and over. And then they just, just like I said, that just goes back yeah. into, I guess, for the... Well, you're talking about the flat earthers and things like that. I, was like, I, I am very... Um, I don't like to really buy into conspiracy theories much, whereas I understand that mm-hmm. it's not like... You can't, it's not like you can trust government or, you know, the government... The government doesn't do itself any services by, you know, finding out things where they really have done experiments to, you know, try and brain control or but that's the, stuff yeah. like that. But I have also known people similar to that what you're talking about. brain control stuff is real. Yeah. It really happened. That's what I'm saying is that happened. But, I mean, things like flat earth or anti-vaxxers or chemtrails or, you know, stuff right. like that is I have known a couple of two or three people where they're the kind of people who open the door a crack for conspiracies and then they just all flood in right and it's a, it's i never an want addictive, to end up as that person it's an addictive thing you know well, it, it makes you feel like there's more to the world that other people don't know and now i know something yeah the, it starts as like it, it starts as you know you're questioning authority and that feels okay and then it starts of like oh i think i'm you know i'm 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 a you know i'm different than the sheeple right that feels good but then you do gain those people that I've seen, they gain sycophants, and then you have a crowd of people around you who won't tell, who will help you not feel like you're wrong. There's something and they it gets talk- real weird, and so I, I don't like to think too much about conspiracies because whereas I, I'm sure I'm sure there are things that are you know we're government what have you conspiracy stuff is having the wool pulled over our eyes. I just I don't ever want to open that door. Enough that I become a you know anti-vaxxer weirdo. Right. There's something in in this documentary that uh, they talk about. It's called the Dunning Kruger effect. That sounds familiar. It's where uh, people people that are actually this is why flat earthers took off so much, and why uh, 
scientists are having such a hard time like proving them wrong. So people that are completely unqualified to talk about something, and this is like, this goes all over our society now. They get whatever truth they think is real and they convince themselves it's real and they become the expert about it. And I'm doing quotation marks. So they rant about it. They start creating their own narrative. So they're an expert about it, even though they know nothing about what the earth actually looks like from space because they've never been there. But then you get people that actually are experts that are kind of like almost have a low self-esteem like scientists might. And they kind of think like, well, nobody's going to listen to me, so I'm just going to shut up about it or things like that. Like qualified people tend to not speak how out. You, it's how you get things like climate change deniers. Yeah, because the qualified people just kind of keep quiet about it. Aggressive right, right. But the unqualified people are super aggressive. Yes. And that's that's how there, these things happen. There's a wide spectrum of uh, sort of pundit type people online or on TV that are yeah are exactly what you're talking about the debate me like people who are you know at adding people on twitter and like hey no debate me like no i'm an actual u.s senator i'm not going to talk to you (laughs) but i've got all these followers on youtube like no no we're not going to do this they actually had astronauts and astrophysicists that they interviewed and the astronauts are like "Ah, i don't know what else i could possibly say (laughs) i saw earth from space yeah. What else do you want like me to the, say? The people if you, who think that the, the Kubrick moon landing right. thing. If you, th- if you don't believe that the earth is round, then you're not going to listen to anything I say. So yeah, <laughs> what's like, the point of arguing uh, about it? I think there's that, that nice uh, bit of video you've seen that. I, I don't know if it's Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin punching a guy. Yeah, that yeah I think it was one Buzz. Of those, one of those guys who won't <laughs> won't let go of the fake moon landing. Yeah. I think he's with his daughter, and like the guy tries to get between him and his daughter, and he just decks him. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. So, Jake, uh, I noticed that there were negative reviews for Captain Marvel on Rotten Tomatoes before anybody had even seen the movie. This is one of those things that... <laughs> Speaking this has of been something that's been a thing for a few years now of people getting out ahead of something that they disagree with and trying Because they're creating their own narrative. I mean, it, it, it happened with, with Ladybusters. And Star Wars. And Star Wars and anything like that. Yeah. But I, di- I have been reading reports that Tuesday night, which was last night, uh, the first public screenings of Captain Marvel did happen, and people are going nuts for it. I saw some fairly positive... Uh... They're saying basically this is going to change the whole, the whole Marvel universe. I don't know what is going to happen. Mean, I'm excited uh, to see it. I, <laughs> I did see some of those... I saw some of those very positive reviews of like, oh, this changes the whole paradigm and, you know, we're, all that stuff of like, oh, completely not like a Marvel plot. Like, look, I've, I've seen 10 years worth of Marvel movies and <laughs> some of them have evolved, but out of, out of the 10 years of Marvel movies, there's not really one where you can go like, boy, that's really different than all of them. They all, mm. they all are pretty tonally similar. I thought Thor was way different. Right, uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok is and Guardians had a different tone to it. So, you know, people saying like, "I don't, I don't know. know, this is unlike any other MC movie." Like, eh. I don't know. You mean the one that's got Samuel L. Jackson and Agent Coulson <laughs> in it? No, I'm. Maybe it does. 
I don't know. No, it does have. They are in it. No, I'm saying maybe it does have a different tone. Maybe it's super different. I mean, I guess what see. I I don't want to disparage this movie. I want to see it. and I want it to be really. I good. want it to be good. But I don't. I, really I don't do. want to get my hopes up to this is different than anything I've ever seen. So I also read that they they might be getting into prequels. Now, like the Loki series, apparently is going to be like Quantum Leap. It's going to be him jumping through time, and going into different time periods. Oh boy, <laughs> I know. I, th- uh, I don't know. It sounds fun. Sure, I. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a little bit more of a like kind of give everything at least a give it its day. It's day in court. Knock but, on, uh, knock on knee. But I'm excited, Captain Marvel. No, even I, I'm even. Tr- I'm trying to look at the DC stuff. That's always such a nightmare, and go like, hey, you know, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Hell, I'll give it a shot. I think it's pretty obvious that Captain Marvel is going to turn the tide in the Thanos story. Yeah, I mean they they've said that that's what it's supposed to be, and also this is. Uh, the next phase of Marvel, I I am to understand the mo- the next phase of Marvel is supposed to be much more cosmic, which I think is good. Sure, fine. Let's let's get out of this Earth. Let's go. Um, I want I want cosmos. We've done t- we've done ten years of these movies and doing like a kind of a hard reset is it's gonna it's gonna be a big task. The space stuff is fun. Sure, you can be just as silly and goofy in space. Yes, that's sure. I think. That's what the biggest problem with the Green Lantern movie was. The stuff in space was actually pretty fun. But then they came back to, I don't know, where did they film that? Like Reno or something? <laughs> That's a problem with, I mean, <laughs> you're going, you want to go way back. You're going back to your Master of the Universe, Super Mario yeah. Brothers. Yeah. It's Those a cost-cutting measure is really what it is. The cost-cutting measure of like, let's just take them to New York. Uh-huh. Even with the Smurfs. Why, why make CG Smurfs and then bring them to the real world? I would have had Stupid. to have seen that. I would have had to. Even I fell asleep during that movie. That 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 was a bridge like that in the. I know MPH was of, in it, but yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for Captain Marvel. That should be yeah. pretty fun. Uh, news about Gwyneth Paltrow leaving the MCU after Endgame. Maybe she's just done. As she said it, I think I'm too old to be uh, wearing a tight spandex suit she's 46 that's a that's not that old. that's a goofy old person thing to say yeah that's her that's you know what that's not a goofy old that's a pretentious thing to say i think that's probably just her saying this is a reason that isn't the real reason does that make woman who supposedly told a woman at a uh what a yoga at a yoga class that like you get to have your job because of me or something like that oh you know what i don't disagree with that gwyneth she gets to have her job because of Gwyneth. The world revolves around Gwyneth Paltrow as far as so, I'm concerned. She ran into a guy kind of skiing. And <laughs> I think, you know, I, li- I, I like think the real Portman. reason. I think she's the same of, like, I think she feels maybe that she's above doing these movies. I don't think Gwyneth thinks she's above doing the movies. I would. She, she had nothing but uh, nice things to say. And she was proud in the interview I read that she was in these movies. I think her story is ending. And this is just a way to. Well, she's supposed to be doing a goop net swerve thing, people. So. Yeah, but I I think the Pepper Potts story is ending for whatever reason. I think that they're going to do the um, rescue, the whole rescue storyline of. There was a point where Tony built a set of armor that had no, I think, battle capabilities. That she and I think it was called Rescue. Hmm. And I think they're doing that for this for Endgame. Maybe. So she goes and gets them? Who knows? 
Who who is to say? The armor can travel through space like that? Who is to say? Well, I, I, I mean, in the trailer, I, honestly, I, I don't know what in the Super Bowl doing. trailer you see uh, Nebula and Tony working on something. So obviously they're trying to fix up the ship. So I don't know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So no more Gwyneth. So sad. I'm yeah. a Gwyneth fan. Oh well. Um, James Bond twenty five. It's getting rewrites, and they're bumping it. You see, to April uh, of 2020. Did you see Spectre? Yeah, I saw Spectre. I don't think I hated Spectre, but it did. I liked I, it. I can't remember anything about Spectre. It's not Casino Royale, Kind but of it's the good. only thing I can remember about Spectre is Batista was in it. People don't like Spectre because it tried to tie all of the movies together. I think that was what... Because, yeah, it was... Uh, Christoph, Wal- Christoph Waltz was supposed to be Blofeld. He was Blofeld. I think... Yeah. And I, I don't... People didn't like that he was like basically a stepbrother to james bond they didn't like that he was the one pulling all the strings that lashif and mr green and i think i didn't like that either all of that they didn't like that it had a through line but i mean (laughs) they've never had a through line like that in james bond they were trying something different if it if you didn't like it okay they probably won't do it again i think i'd fall down i'm not that they'll probably recast blowfield I'm not that devoted to the James Bond series, but I, I, am. I think I could fall down on the side of, because I, I think I've told you before, I'm, I'm not super big on the Star Wars, a galaxy far, far away that's as big as a you know small town in southern Utah, because <laughs> everybody keeps running into everybody. And this, similarly, like I, don't, like, I don't need the main bad guy to be, I mean, something, I like the idea that these last, that these Daniel Craig ones have had a little bit of a through line. But to have a, you know, a big bad at the end of it that was the cause of all the movies is kind of a turnoff for me. I don't know. I liked that they tried to do it, personally. And also, I, I'm I, a fan I, of all the James Bond movies. I've got them all on Blu-ray. For for Christoph Waltz's uh, Blofeld, I was hoping for a little more scenery chewing, and he, he played a little straight. Yeah, he was I, very very a little low straighter key. than than I would have wanted. But I think, I think he's supposed to snap in another movie. Does that make sense? Now that he's been caught. Did he his Christoph Waltz bailed on that stuff? Blow. Well, I think yeah. I think it's he's not going to do another one. But I don't know. It's too bad. But Blofeld was never really a scenery chewing character in any any actor that's played him. Donald Wasn't Pleasance he? played him. He was pretty understated. Uh, Telly Savalas played him. He was pretty <laughs> understated. See, the thing is, when I think of Blofeld, I'm thinking of Doctor Evil. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Evil and Blofeld are not the same. What? He was pretty understated character. Yeah, just a brief passaway, because you brought up, like, uh, I don't even know what made me think of this. You were saying something. Did I you see, probably was. There's rumors that Solo, with the actor from Solo, the movie, could become a series. A Solo really? series. I mean... Which I think would be awesome. I mean, you know, it, it makes sense in as much as, you know, it's a Disney property and Disney has a... A very vested interest in um, a vested interest in pursuing people to pay for their thing. I'm guessing people are watching it on Netflix now, and maybe they're like, "Well, maybe there's something to this." Actually, holy smokes, Alden Ehrenrich. Yeah, it's hard to say. Boy, should have changed that name. That's a that's a real pickler. Should have gone with Dick Trickle. I wonder if they can. 
I wonder if they can get Donald Glover back because that was really the high point for me. I mean, even if he's only back for an episode or two, you dangle. I mean, John Favreau's doing it. Taika Waititi's doing the the man the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Maybe you dangle. Hey, you can direct an episode, something like that. Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. That's, they they can do whatever know, they want. It's that, Disney, so sure. But that if that were to go through, that would definitely be because Alden Heimlich was not the. He was fine. I thought he did great. He was fine, but out of kind of out of everything in that movie, he was kind of the low point for me. I think there was glimpses of Harrison Ford in there, but it wasn't an impression of Harrison Ford. It was I've I've said this on a different podcast. It was very similar to Chris Pine's Captain Kirk in yeah. my eyes. He didn't stand out in any way. Whereas just about everyone in that movie stood out in some way shape or form. He, he was just fine. Which is weird because he's the thing that's supposed to be the most important for. The I think about I think him. you're not giving him enough credit. I thought he did a great job. Hmm. There was nothing that he did in there that was bad or annoying. That's what I'm saying. Is it, you know? That's what I'm saying. Is like he wasn't bad. He was just fine. But I rooted for him. But, you're supposed to root for him. I I bought him as Han Solo. But looking at all you know, he's up against Don Glover, Woody Harrelson. Uh, <laughs> all these other people in it. You know, all the cool stuff they did with Chewie. It just, I think he just deserves fine. more credit, and I probably should learn his name. <laughs> there, there's certainly that, but also tell, just for sake of argument, tell me something out of Soul. Because any of these other people, I can tell you a part of it where like, oh, that part was so memorable. Was there something that him as just him? Like I could say, Donald Glover, I told you already, my favorite character in that whole movie was his Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. But him, his romance with the robot lady, uh, Woody Harrelson... <laughs> His interactions with Tandy Newton alone, as them as a couple, and then you know the duplicitousness—if that's even a word—of him, you know the way that they, the way that they made an origin story for Chewbacca and building this relationship. I thought the really way cool. that he bonded with Chewbacca was what sold me that he's okay. This is Han Solo. Maybe, maybe, but you know, I—that's the thing. I'm not—I'm not really trying to back on. I'm just saying that. Oddly enough, that was the thing that I found least memorable about that movie. Did you? I also saw that Lucasfilm is looking into possibly producing some expanded universe stuff. So I don't know if that would be in a series. What expanded universe, though? I don't know. It was very vague. Because they are they are kind of bringing back things here and there. Yeah, yeah. They they've you know they've include they've folded in a few of the things. But when you say expanded universe now, does that mean? Are they going to go back and do like Thrawn trilogy or? I mean, they did bring Chewbacca Thrawn into a, a Rebels, right? Him. They yeah. better not kill Chewbacca. I do know that. You, you have we had that discussion about how they killed him in the books? I watched uh, dropped a moon. The on guy him? that the guy that wrote that was at uh, FanX or yeah. Comic Con, Salt Lake Comic Con, like a year ago, two years ago. Anyway, he had a panel and yeah. I'd hate to disparage the guy. He's not a bad I writer. Watched, but no. It, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a very good end for Chewbacca. <laughs> no, not really. But uh, you know, I get. But the I'd fact be interested that they're looking because they do. They do have an expanded universe based on the, you know, the current movies and the current and the, you know, these ones are endorsed by Disney now. Like yes, right. this is the this is the, canon, and all the other stuff is legends now. So I'd be curious to know if when they say expanded universe, does that mean like they're going to do, you know, they have a whole rich history for Phasma. They have. 
you know. I don't know. I, uh, I wonder if they're going to do Sith stuff. There's a comic book one that's a Doctor something that I can't remember the name of it. That's all. That's also part of canon. Now, Maybe they'll do some Old Republic. I don't know. Uh, you know, Old Republic is in that Legends category at this point. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but just the fact that they're open to trying some new stuff is pretty cool. Uh, so on the last episode, we talked about how Harley Quinn will not be in the James Gunn Suicide Squad You're movie. talking about the medicine woman? That's right. Turns out she is going to be in the James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. I don't I, know if they... I think I had mentioned it last week. If they backed a Brinks truck up to Margot Robbie's house, or Margot maybe Robbie they gave was... her some creative license with what's going to happen in the movie. I don't know. But it looks like she will be in the movie. Margot Robbie was very much the standout from that movie, so oh, it would be yeah. insane. And I guess you said that they're going to continue it with lots of different characters, which... Yeah. I, I, <laughs> if you're going to make a second... I, I don't know. It's so it's strange. It's uh, Maybe Birds of Prey is going to lead into it somehow. It would be like saying, like, yeah, we're going to make another Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but, uh, you know, um, Drax is the only one coming back. Like, well, I mean, think about it this way. Eventually, we're going to get a, another Avengers movie, but it's going to be completely different Avengers. It's going to happen. I, Just like I the am, comic book, they're always swapping I Avengers am out. Spurious. I I question whether or not, because... Think about how think about how much they had to do just to get to the first Avengers movie. So if we're kind of starting at ground zero again, and we've we've had ten years, and you do have a you do have a, a little bit of a vocal undercurrent of people being a little bit tired of mm-hmm. sp- even specifically the the dominant MCU stuff. So I am I'm really a, a little skeptical that they're going to be able to get five more years. It, some of it's going to hinge on what happens with Captain Marvel and what happens with Endgame. I don't see an end in sight for a while, at least, with superhero movies. We'll see. I mean, that was kind of... Say what you will about w- the DC universe. I would have universe. said the same thing about Star Wars movies, but we're in a place now where they mm. halted a bunch of their side stuff. and I think that's just, that's just toxicity in the fan base. I think general public still thinks Star Wars mm-hmm. is amazing. And we just talked and about I like love it. there's there's that same toxicity sort of trying to take shots at the Captain Marvel stuff and yeah. from what I understand phase 2 of of uh MCU stuff is supposed to hinge heavily on Captain Marvel. All these people that are trying to sabotage this stuff, you need to look at what happened with like Solo and the Ghostbusters. So they never made a sequel to the the Girl Ghostbusters movie. Solo kind of didn't go anywhere. But they got their Boy Ghostbuster movie coming now. We'll see. We'll see what that's like. My point is, if you keep sabotaging these things, eventually the studios, they don't care about fan loyalty or what happened in issue three of this comic book from 1972. All they care about is dollar bills. And if they see that these things aren't making money because you went out and sabotaged them because it, it didn't follow the storyline you wanted or you didn't want a girl lead or whatever, they're just going to stop making them. Well, that's, I mean, they're, so right now there are, a couple of, there are a couple of wild cards out there. So if, if the MCU tries to hinge things on Captain Marvel and there's a garbage human revolution revolt against that if it's we'll good i think there. it won't matter because look at wonder woman um you know we, we've wonder woman is pretty universally accepted right yeah. as a as a good movie 
Yeah, I think it's well. great, but most people at least say it's good. If Captain Marvel's good, it's going to shut a lot of people up. Ghostbusters did have some problems, but we even though I enjoyed it a lot, it did large, have some problems. The larger thing is, is that we're supposedly getting okay. You guys get your boy Ghostbusters movie, and then the other, the other one, the big. But we card. don't know that it's a boy Ghostbusters movie. All we know is that Ivan Reitman is directing it. We don't know anybody that's going to be cast in it. Nobody said it's going to be all boys. Well, then we have no idea from, what's going to happen. It could be the same cast, and I think that would be amazing. From that standpoint, then, <laughs> then that's currently a wild card. The other wild card is what does what does episode nine end up being? If episode nine, ends it's up Ray's being, story. If episode nine ends up being that they dial back, like okay, we're giving Ray a backstory. Okay, you know, all the stuff about like your your lineage is meaningless and kill your kill the past and all that stuff. If they dial that back severely, if like say Rose's character is diminished severely. There are a lot of changes that could go in tonight. Like, oh, we go back, we go back to maybe the Force Awakens, a little bit of a safer Star Wars movie, rather than the chances that they took with Last Jedi. The whole thing about Ray's backstory. When I first saw the movie in theaters, I was I was like, well, just because they're saying that doesn't mean it's true. I mean, it's the bad guy saying it. So I don't know why people are like, what did they do? I mean, I was like, well, maybe they're going to explain it in the next one. You know what I mean? At this, I think at this point they at people, this point it would be meaningful for them to stick to their guns on that. But it's like, are you and frankly, are people incapable of like understanding how a story works and how it unfolds and develops and new things are exposed later later down the road? Frankly, everybody think, wants everything right now. Frankly, I think it's a better story if the story of these episodes is telling Ray, "You're not a Skywalker, you're Ray." You're not the new Luke yeah, Skywalker. I, You're Ray, exactly. and that's awesome. I don't want her to be a Skywalker. I think if she was a Skywalker, well, I was going to say, I think if she was a Skywalker, Luke would have told her, but Yoda didn't tell Luke until yeah. Yeah. until the third movie. So I don't know. I just, I, I, like I just what I said, I think that if the, the moral is you, you don't have a grand backstory because you yourself are just great. I say they bring back... She was uh, created by the midi-chlorians and give everybody a big Jedi middle finger <laughs> and go, you happy now, pricks? <laughs> oh, I just, there, there are some really interesting story beats and some stories told in The Last Jedi for people who aren't nerds like us that I, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm glad that people who aren't like me get to enjoy things too. All right. We've gotten through quite a bit here. I'm going to rapid fire a few things that are not super uh, time in. What's the word I'm looking for? Time consuming. Uh, Never know. (laughs) Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson are going on a (laughs) summer tour. Get your tickets now. That's adorable. (laughs) I think it's kind of fun. I might actually think about going. I've I've, I've, I've kind of been like, yeah, Rob Zombie's kind of listenable. Like, in a corny way of like Dracula, I can listen to Dracula and go, yeah, it's a fun song. Fun. It really is fun. Uh, we are really... all stars now in the Dope Show. If you think <laughs> about it, I've never really cared for Marilyn Manson. It's it's almost like uh, we're all stars now in the Dope Show was predicting like social media and stuff like True. that. Yeah, that can be a hard one. Is like Marilyn Manson does have some good opinions, but he also is Marilyn Manson. Yeah. So. Uh, 
DX, and more importantly, China is going to be entering the WWE Hall of Fame. The Degeneration X? Degeneration X. So that'll be uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, X Pac, Road Dog, uh, Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, and, and China. <laughs> They'll all be entering the, oh, I heard some the really, WWE some Hall really of Fame. Some really crazy wrestling era stuff this week, and I can't quite remember it. I don't even know why I brought it up, but it was some really like that. Like when you bring up Mister Ass, bringing up like, oh boy, there was a there was a real era where they really were leading into some juvenile stuff. <laughs> the song, his theme song, was like, "I like to hug him, I like to squeeze him." <laughs> it was just like it was so bad. Who's the one that had the slap nuts gimmick? That was Jeff Jarrett. Double what, J Jeff Jarrett. What, what was that even? It's just what he called people. Slap nuts? Yeah, oh. basically. It's just okay. what he called dumb people. Okay. Because he was a heel. The Rock called people cookie puss. I uh, uh, I Bobby really the Brain Heenan would call people... Uh, oh, what did he call people? Called them ham and eggers, didn't he? He'd call them ham, ham and eggers, but there was something I else. love... That is a great term for... Humanoids. He called them humanoids. Like hillbillies and stuff like that. Calling people a bunch of ham and eggers. Yeah. And then we got Jack Ryan, if you're into that. Is he going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Not yet. Maybe next year. Uh, Was renewed. They do have a celebrity wing. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Drew Carey is in the WWE Hall of Fame. That's true. So is uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Jack Ryan is renewed for seasons two and three on Amazon Prime. I, I just don't think I can ever take Krasinski that seriously. I've watched a few episodes. It's really good. The war stuff in it is really good. It's well written. I'm I also just, more. I just keep waiting for Jack Ryan to look at the camera and like raise his eyebrows. Yeah. Like, can you believe this? I'm also more <laughs> into the Jack Ryan that's not an action star. He's not super action star in this so far, anyway. Yeah. He, he's he's kind of the guy that notices things, but he he is he's bulked up. Krasinski's yeah. bulked up. He's not as skinny as Jim Halpert. He's a little thicker. Uh, they're Calpert. They're developing a Star Trek animated kids show to, for Nickelodeon. That's, that's that could a, be sure, fun. That's a fun idea. Did, did, uh, like what era they're working on, or is it? I have different? no idea. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. I kind of gave watching those specifics. old Hanna Barbera Star Trek cartoons on YouTube the other day. I was like, Why are I've you watching got, this? I like, think they're, I they're, bought them on DVD. They're funny from a weird point of view. The one with Tribbles in it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's more trouble with Tribbles or something like that. It's pretty funny. I mean. They're a Hanna-Barbera product based on Star Trek from, I guess, the 70s. So, yeah. you know, you're going to have to give them a little bit of leeway. That show is the reason we have uh, <laughs> those clips of William Shatner going, sabotage. sabotage. And they're like, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Shatner, it's sabotage. He's like, I don't say sabotage. I say sabotage. What was it that gave us, gave us Leonard Nimoy's uh, Bilbo Baggins song? I think that was just uh, LSD. <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty weird that he did it that. It is really weird. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. Uh, and one last thing. Uh, Queen and Adam Lambert are going to perform at the Oscars. You're asking, why do I bring that up? First of all, I like Queen. Second of all, I learned something about the actor that played John Deacon in Bohemian Rhapsody. Do you know who it was? Uh, who was it? Tim from Jurassic Park, the little boy. Oh, really? Yeah, blew my mind. Blew my mind. Sure, you go for it, little kid from Jurassic Park. His name is Joseph Mosello. He's all grown up, and he played John Deacon in Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think think that's pretty cool. I I bought, have not quite dipped into uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, 
And, oh, uh, my son's been playing that. Yeah. The you know who voices the main character of that? No. Haley Joe Osment. Oh, really? Which that game itself has been in development for like fourteen years. Haley Joel Osment's so, actually doing quite a bit of stuff now. Yeah. I I am all for Haley Joe Osment. He seems like a pretty affable guy. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. So go get him, Haley Joe. But it's funny because he was much younger when that I've listened to some stuff about that that game in the like like James Woods. James Woods is in that. As uh, Hades? Yes, and it is wow. James Woods. They didn't get an impersonator? No. Well, that's the thing is he, the lines that he recorded for it could have been recorded over 10 years ago. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. They didn't take him straight from the movie? They didn't. Yeah. No. Did they get no. Gilbert Gottfried? I don't know if Gilbert Gottfried is in it. I'd have what to look at... What uh, about Bobcat Goldthwait? <clears throat> I'd have to look at the cast thing. They were going... The one that stood out that they talked about the most was like... They let James Woods do it. Like, well, he yeah, could have. James e- Woods is. He could have easily recorded it like ten years ago. He's a shady character. That that part in particular, <laughs> I've heard some people talk about that the because the Olympia stuff is early on in the game, and some people have said that that part of it looks oddly worse than most of the game. Like, well, it, it could have been stuff that they made ten years ago, and they could be. Yeah, they've polished up basically what was what started out as a PlayStation polished early a, PlayStation Three game, I think, or a pretty Disney turd. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. I'm eventually getting into that. I. If you could get a little bit of talk out of your kid about how that game's going, because I've also yeah, I'll ask him. I've, I've been listening to people talk about because it it's got a lot of uh, side games that most of the plot of the third one is based on. If you've played all those side ones, I'm be interested hmm. to hear what I'll ask him about it. What he thought about that, if he's able to keep up with it. All righty, I think it's Magic Mike time. Okay, so uh, I want to try something a little different tonight. All right, what are we gonna do? I want to try and bifurcate. Magic Mike tonight. Bifurcate? Yes. Wow, is that something that I need to talk to my wife about first? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know if I used it right. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I want to see if we can uh, split Magic Mike and maybe get two guests in at once. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, we can do that. Seeing as there's going to be a film about him, I wanted to talk to Terry Bollea. Ah, the Hulkster. But also... Uh, the Immortal. But also, I wanted to talk to his buddy, Randy Poffo, about whether or not he's going to be a part of it. The Macho Man Randy Savage. All right. <laughs> and see if, All right. see if we can develop our Savage Detectives idea. You want to talk to the Mega Powers is what you want. Yeah, I do want to talk to the Mega Powers. All right. We're gonna, let's see how this goes. Strawberry Shortcake. Who? Hey, right. brother. Okay, I'm talking to the Hulkster. That's right. This first, is Hulk Hogan, brother. First of all, Terry, did you get my email? Yeah, I got your email. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> very intense. I'm really feeling it off of you. I'll tell you this, brother. Hulk Hogan, when he gets emails, he's very intense about it. And he goes, and he does interviews, and he likes it. I, I appreciate that. He takes that. his vitamins. He says his prayers. He says his prayers. Why did I say it like that? And then he does his interviews. Well, listen up, Mean Gene. Yes. Are you Mean Gene? Yes. You look younger. Yes. All right. What do you want to talk about, Mean Gene? <laughs> so, uh, so Hulkster, uh, I understand you sealed the yeah, deal brother. For, for, for a biopic? Yeah. We're going to do a movie about me. About Hulk Hogan, brother. 
Okay. What do you want to know about it? Uh, so, what what eras did you want to did you want to uh, stick to specifically? The rise of Hulkamania, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Think think uh, Rocky three when I picked up little tiny. That is right. You were Thunderlips in that movie. Yeah, I was Thunderlips, and I focus? picked him up and I squoze that little man. Are we gonna focus on your film career in this? Yeah, we're gonna do Mister Nanny two. It's going to lead to... Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise was a TV show. It was syndicated. Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando. I had Christopher Lloyd, man. You did it? You know his famous line, I was frozen today. That was was Christopher Lloyd, brother. What you going to do when Christopher Lloyd runs wild all over you? Thank you. Thank you. I've been doing impressions lately. Could you you step aside in there maybe a little bit and see if I could talk to the other mega power? Yeah, we can... You mean the macho man? Yes. All right. Hey, is Macho. There another, Mach, is there another mega power? You come over which... here and talk on the microphone. I'll keep Miss Elizabeth company. What? Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, my duck. Is this mean gene? Yes. Ooh, yeah, Macho Man is here. What do you need to know about, brother? Hey, uh, first of all, did you get my email? Yes, I got your email. Why do you always ask me that when I'm on this show, Mean Gene? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yes. First, uh, you know, i just like to confirm with you guys that because I don't I was driving down the road and I heard a ding on my phone and I checked my phone. Next thing I know, I hit a tree. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Considering that you're already, already dead, it probably was not that big a deal. Well, that's what made me die. Your email. I'm lost Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> yes. So, uh... Somebody else is here. They want to talk to you. Some, oh? Oh, yeah. This, uh, this is unprecedented. I wrestled this man many times. Probably gave him the best match of his life. Hulk, the Hulkster also gave him a good match. Are you saying that Magic Mike has been thrifurcated? That's right. We're having a three-way match on on this episode. Oh, yeah. All right, so it's Are you ready, nuts me, to butts Gene? inside Travis's head right now. Are you ready? Okay. We're going to bring him in. Okay. Here comes. Okay. The ultimate warrior. <laughs> okay. Mean Gene, I'm here to talk to you about Hulk Hogan's biopic for Netflix. Oh boy, let me let me wipe that off my forehead here. Uh, hello, Ultimate Warrior. Hello. First of all, did you get my email? Yes, the Ultimate Warrior got your email. He felt the warrior's presence flowing through his armbands. And as he pumped his arms up and down and ran to the ring and picked a man up and dropped him on his head, he thought, I must answer this email for me, Gene. So, Warrior, I was curious, what kind of product yes. do you use in your hands? What's what kind it? of product do I use in my run hair? Me, run me through your process of getting your hair to kind of... Your hair seems alive in a way. I just sweat in the gym, and then my hair gets wet from the sweat, and I run through nature, and the power of the warriors comes down and makes my hair look frizzy and poofy, like a warrior. So, Warrior, I, I, I didn't quite... Oh, boy. Oy. Would you like a decongestant, Warrior? The warrior doesn't need decongestant. The warrior just blows snot rockets. <laughs> oh, d- oh. This is a respectable play. You- that was Travis's nasal passage. 
Not anymore. It belonged to the warriors. It came through generations and generations of warriors coming through the cosmos down into my armbands and out this man's nose. So, Worry, we didn't really get into it with, uh, with um, the Macho Man. Uh, there's a biopic about uh, Hulk Hogan coming. I saw that. I was curious if you had any ideas about casting. I mean, you do have Chris Hemsworth of... is playing Hulk Hogan. This is true. You do have that sort of like '90s Mel Gibson hair, but I don't think I don't think Mel is in any condition to really encapsulate the warrior. I think the best person to play the ultimate warrior is Ted Danson. Oh boy, Danson is good. He has the right facial structure of the warrior. He has a giant Cro-Magnon forehead like the ultimate warrior. His vascularity seems to be on the low side. They can do some steroid things with him, like they did with the ultimate warrior. Not willing to concede CGI. Gotta go straight to steroid. Very method. I guess CGI does make more sense, and it's probably more healthy for a man of his age. So, can we jump back to the Macho Man real quick? Hey, I really appreciate you being here, Warrior, and I'm sure you're feeling a bit tired. The Warrior never tires out, because he has the power of the Warriors flowing through him from generations and centuries of other Warriors. All right. Uh, Sounds, Sounds very, very powerful, Warrior. I will give the microphone to Macho Man. Thank you. Macho Man, are you all right? Oh, yeah, the Macho Man is back. Get get away from Miss Elizabeth, you stupid warrior. Ugh. Why is everybody always after my girl, Miss Elizabeth? She is beautiful. She's, yeah, she's... I mean, look, consider how you're obsessing over her. If you're that obsessed, everybody's going to want a piece, right? She's an 80s 10, of course, yeah. Hey, I, classic 10. The only guy that doesn't seem to have any interest in Miss Elizabeth is my brother, the genius. You go figure that one out. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) What do you want to know about this movie, buddy? Uh, I was wondering if you had any casting rumors about who may be playing the Macho Man. Oh, yeah. You want to know who's going to play the Macho Man? Well, that's a great question, Mean Gene. I hadn't thought about it. I'm going to go with Hugh Jackman. Ooh. He's going to be the Macho Man. He can be Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Bonesaw is ready. It's a good. It's a. It's a good role. You were a good Bonesaw. He just needs to grow out his hair, get a get a beard going, and stop singing songs. Cause the Macho Man doesn't sing songs. Ooh. He's the cream. He rises to the top. You have any sort of singing chops? What do you want to hear? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> If could I you hear, want my blood you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar, let me know. Africa from Toto? Yeah. It's going to take a lot to take you me away from you. Oh, you mean Toto? <laughs> the, the very same. The very same. So so you think, the, you think that the jacked man can, or the jack man can play the jacked man? Yeah. Who else is going to go toe-to-toe with Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan? Hard to say. It's going to be Hugh Jackman. I can't wait to hear him. We'll have to have you guys back when we have the actual uh, casting. I like it. Can I I take a a quick uh, final thing? Snip into it. Oh, thank you. Quick uh, last word from the Hulkster. Yeah, we'll bring him back in. Get away from Elizabeth, you piece of garbage. 
Hey, me and Gene are back. Yes. Hulk Hogan is here, brother. Hey, uh... Did you say your prayers? Did you eat your vitamins, brother? Uh, I, I ate things that had vitamin-like materials in them. All right. Um, <clears throat> I, only pr- I only pray to Gritty, I'm afraid. Does that work? I don't know who that is. Will you accept it nonetheless? Hulk Hogan wears a cross. Yes. Andre the Giant ripped it off of him. That was right. There was a little bit of blood on that. There was blood, brother. Yeah. Uh, Took a little bit of color. Yeah. Is Andre going to be in the biopic? Yeah, I think so. Who do you think should play Andre? Uh, It's going to be probably... Danny DeVito? Yeah, Danny DeVito standing on top of somebody else's shoulders. <laughs> so a Master Blaster situation. Well, yeah, he'll, no, he'll always wear a coat. Okay. Like a Muppet Man. Okay, I like that. You know Muppet Man? I'm into this idea. Did you see the Muppets? I've seen Muppets before. Well, that's who's going to be it. Okay. Danny DeVito on top of two other people's shoulders. You know what? I'm... You know, I'm I'm in 2019. I'm trying to give everything a chance. Did you want to talk to Andre? He's right over here. <laughs> you know, he's over wow. here, brother. Forfurcated. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to talk to Andre? Let's talk to Andre. Yo, boss. Mean Gene wants to talk to you. Mean Gene, why are you talking? Why are you talking to Andre? Yes. I'm French. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. I, I'm still, I'm still not sure. I'm on the fence. The Dread Pirate Roberts. First of all, Andre, Any did room? you get my email? Yes. Thank you. I you sent that. it to me at Andre at anybodywantapeanut.com. So, Andre, other than the fact that you have, in fact, passed from this mortal coil, it's kind of a bummer because you actually have had acting experience. You could have been in this biopic simply as yourself, correct? I could have, but they. Maybe this should be a cartoon. Do you, th- That's you think the, the biopic all- should be animated? Yes. Okay, okay. What animation studio would you prefer to be on that? Probably Pixar. Aren't you worried about it being a little too, like, do you want people to cry at the end of it? Yes, I do, when I die. Yeah. Or when I win the title. You did win the title. Uh, the Giant must go now. Okay. You know what? I have to find a toilet. Oh thank you for thank you for going away. I'm just gonna I'm gonna send everybody back. I'm gonna send everybody back to the Phantom Ladder match. What you gonna do, brother, when Hulk Hogan runs wild all over you? Bye bye, Hulkster. Snip into it. See you later, macho man. Oh, warrior, warrior. Anybody want a peanut? Bye, Andre. Okay, I'm back. Oh, oh wow, what happened to my voice? Do you, do you, <laughs> does it feel like things have been stretched up in your old noggin Yeah, here? feels like I ate a pineapple without cutting the insides out. First. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I taxed you that way. <laughs> wow, what happened? Uh, we had a, a four-for. <clears throat> four oh, four-for. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Macho Man showed up. Hulkster showed up. Andre showed up. And the warrior showed up. Wow. Some might say that is the... Four guests, none of them horny. That's a fatal four-way. Yes. Some could say that's the... Uh, it's the devil's four-way. No. What is what is that that mountain that's got the president's faces on it? <laughs> it's something like, like if mount, you were in a hurry. Some might say it's the hurry, Mount Rushmore. I was going to say, if you're in a hurry, of 80s wrestling. it's something you do. And if you were in a hurry <laughs> a lot, how many times would you do it? Oh, man. Rushmore. Oh boy. 
I guess I'm tired. That wore me out. Well, then why don't we why don't we call him on home here? All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, you got any you got any plugs for us? You doing any shows? Have you done any shows? Yeah, Anything like last about? last weekend I worked with Cash Levy, which is a lot of fun. How's Cash? Cash? Is great. Really good. His family actually arrived huh. for Saturday night at the very end of the show. They they uh, flew in on a plane and drove in a car up in the snow. Took a Uber from Salt Lake to. Wow. Ogden caught the end of the show. I saw his wife tear up a little when the crowd was going nuts for him, and oh, that's everybody was applauding. It was really cool. His, his little boys, because <laughs> that one's an all ages show. His, so his little boys got to see the end of the show, and I got to meet his wife and his little, his kids, and nice it was it was really that. cool. It's nice to see that contrast as opposed to when you're finishing up Penny's one <laughs> booing you off stage. Yeah, or I'm choking somebody out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, a nice moment. So it was really cool to. Oh, that's great. To see that. Any upcoming shows that we ought to know about? Um, uh, June, I want to say 14th and 15th, I'm headlining at uh, the Golden Nugget in Carson City, oh, Nevada. Yeah? yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So if, if you're in northern Nevada or near Lake Tahoe, come oh, see me. I cannot wait to hear about how <laughs> that goes. I might, I'm going to try and maybe make a little trip out of it. Maybe swing by or go up to portland and uh, seattle and then maybe head back toward boise before i come back here so i'm gonna try and make a little tour out of it if i can it looks like i've got some promising things as far as those other cities but Ooh. for sure i will be in carson city so I hope that works at out the golden you. nugget well what's our proximity to wizarding days oh that is actually this friday all right well so by the time this comes out it will be over <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Well, <clears throat> but that's okay. I'm sure hey, it was Travis, fun. Travis, how was Wizarding Days? Swell. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go walk around and check it out. I've never been to it, so I'm I'm excited to go check it out. I'm going to get some uh Hopefully get some good stories out of that. I'm going to get week. some uh, Harry Potter food. Get some of that. Uh butterbeer. If they have the licensed butterbeer, it's I've had that stuff before. It's not good. Is it? It's, it's not, not good. good. Eh, you know what? Try we'll it once just to see. I've I think there's there's something I want it to be that it can't. Pot. I want it to be like you know like uh, drinking a butterscotch candy. And it's definitely yeah. not. That. Oh, it's not. No, mm. well, that's too bad. But I yeah, I'll I don't check know out. If that flavor can be replicated in a soda. It should be cool. I'll be the only muggle walking around probably, and that's yeah. okay. Well, can't wait to hear how that goes for you, man. Yeah, should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, email your comedy club near you and tell them you want Travis Tate to come there. Please do. That's how it works. That's Why how that's how they book people. Uh, if you're having a good time, we would encourage you as always to, uh, like our pod or subscribe to our podcast, uh, rate it, please write a review. We would love it if it's positive. If you have any inclination to contact us later to the tater at gmail.com, we're always looking to hear from you people. Uh, if you follow us on social media, follow us on social media, Jake underscore doll on Twitter. If you like that kind of punishment, Travis has a much more Travis Tate funny. Travis Tate Funny on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, I created a Late to the Party. It's LTTP with Travis Tate on Instagram. And what are you doing? So what are you doing with the Instagram? <clears throat> um, I made some pictures like one ha- last week's or two weeks ago had Morrissey or something like that. This last one. Is had, that? Okay. Had I've, seen those picture. I've seen yeah. you doing those on the face page. Okay. Yeah. So I'll put out pictures. Uh, maybe we'll take pictures someday. I don't know. I don't think about it until it's too late. There's probably some post-show <laughs> stuff we could talk about with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. We would like to thank Blue Wave Theory for our opening and closing music. They're an excellent band. You can also find episodes on YouTube now. They're all going to be up there eventually. We're doing a little at a time. So, but they're going to be up there. Just find my YouTube channel, Travis Tate. Okie dokie. And then you can listen at work that way if you need to. Anything we're missing? Mm, I don't think so. All right, then. Well, this has been a blast uh, for Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never.